So many stories fill the pages of life. Some chapters you can be proud to tell. Others you'd rather skip. The day life really turns a page is when you let God be the author of your story. Let God write your story and you'll live a story worth telling. My story, I decided to start. Good morning. Happy Easter. Really glad you're here with us this morning. I'm Randy Lanthrop, senior pastor here at Church in the Valley. And the lady on that intro video reminds me of my grandmother. She is from southeast Oklahoma, had had the same sort of calm manner and cadence to her speech, the down-home accent. I, I like to hear stories from people like her. My dad, when he passed away, he was 93. And he had some great stories. Um, I realized that they, my parents lived with us for about five years, and I realized, hey, I have a treasure trove right here with my mom and dad. So I started asking them questions about uh, the past. And they had lived through so much, the Great Depression, uh, just all the advances in technology. My dad was an early adopter, so he would... He would always tell me, hey, Randy, see if they've got that on the net. See if you can find that on the net, you know. And so he'd, he'd want me to look up stuff. Likely, you're at a much earlier stage in your story uh, than the lady on the video or my parents near the end of their life. But I'm sure you have stories to tell. My grandkids asked me to tell some stories the other day, and I choked. Um, <laughs> I, I got to tell you, I they they love stories, and they're, they're they said, "Hey, Granddad, can you tell us some some stories when you were little?" And uh, so I told them about the time I climbed an apricot tree and threw apricots at a girl, <laughs> and and fell out of the tree and broke both arms, and that's how I went to kindergarten. That was a poor choice. For for their parents' sake. I plan to think through some good stories <laughs> and come up with a mental list in my mind of what I should be telling my grandkids. And getting ready for this message, I thought of several. So I, I got some good stories to tell. I know there would, their parents would really appreciate me coming up with those. Um, all, all of us have stories we love to tell. Some stories... We'd rather leave untold. You, you might be really enjoying the story you're living right now. Or maybe you're frustrated by your story at the moment. And if it were up to you, you'd, you'd like to just scratch it, start all over. One thing for sure, the decisions you make today determine the story you'll tell tomorrow. My decision about where to attend college is part of my story. I made a very rash decision to attend Baylor University two weeks after school had started there. And I tried to earn a baseball scholarship. To make a long story short, uh, several months, I was miserable while I was there. And God used this experience 
to confirm and strengthen my call in the ministry. I kind of whirled away from my sense of God's call on my life at that point. I decided to come back to California and attend college at California Baptist University in Riverside. I met my wife Cindy there, a really good part of my story. That was that was really important. But you see how that decision to go to Baylor, then to leave Baylor, and to come back to California, that, that's a major part of my story. The decisions that we make today are going to become a part of our story tomorrow. We all want a, a life story worth telling. We really do. And during this four-week message series, we're going to look at how God can guide us to write a story we really want to tell if we allow him to write it with us. Today is Easter Sunday, big day in the Christian faith. For many people, Easter marks a turning point for all of life. Why is that? What, what is it that makes Easter so important in the Christian faith and to so many people? Well, 2,000 years ago, an ordinary group of people had their lives radically changed as they followed Jesus. They followed him for uh, three years. His closest followers were with him for three years, night and day. And I'm sure during that three years, it was incredibly exciting. There are some great stories. You could read them in uh, the, the, the books, the biographies of his life that were written by his followers. And I'm sure that at times it felt like the, that decision was, was a great decision to follow him. But then... It took a turn. Um, on the Sunday of Jesus last week, he entered Jerusalem, we find out as we read, with crowds lining the path that he was walking along, and they were shouting Hosanna, which is an expression of praise and adoration to him. In less than a week, that's on Sunday, by Friday of the same week, the shouts of praise had turned to shouts of crucify as Jesus' life took an unexpected twist, he was unjustly charged, tried, and crucified. If you're a little squeamish, you might not want to look at this picture, this picture I'm going to show you right here. It's from the Passion of the Christ. Very realistic view of what Jesus went through as he was tried, scorched, and executed uh, on the cross. This was hard to watch on the movie. I, I've got to tell you, it was so realistic. I, I covered my eyes a few times. I'm a wimp. I wanted to be a doctor for a while, but I don't like blood. So I decided, you know, that's, that's not for me. Let's do something else. <laughs> um, it was really hard to watch. Imagine, though, how dejected his followers were as they saw the one they had placed their hopes in crucified. On the cross. And they take him down from the cross. He's dead here in this picture. And their hopes are gone. They are dashed. But then, like a post credit scene in a movie, the story continued. Have you ever watched a movie where there's a post credit scene? I just saw one Friday night. They, they become very popular in superhero movies. 
these scenes often bring back a character that you thought was gone, dead, or out of the story, or they introduce a new storyline, and the story takes a new trajectory. Well, in your own life, you may feel like the credits are rolling. You're not pleased with the way the story is gone. You may be ready to give up. And this is how the disciples felt, the first disciples of Jesus, his first followers. That's how they felt in real life. The credits had rolled, and it was over. And then this post credit scene happened. Let's watch this. most amazing post-credit scene of all time. (laughs) That's a depiction from Passion of the Christ as well, but this is where life begins again. Jesus' resurrection makes a new storyline possible. Easter is a story of the most epic turn of events in history. If Jesus was raised from the dead on the third day after his crucifixion, a new storyline is possible for all of us. For you, for everyone who decides to to commit their life to follow Christ as Lord. The Bible tells the story of God's desire to have a friendship with the people that he's made. This is, this is at, in, in, in the center, the heart of God is a desire to connect with the people he made. From the beginning, he's been involved in our history. And he desires to walk and talk with us. However, from birth, Scripture tells us that all of us have decided to reject God's involvement in our life. Rejecting God is our core problem as we live our lives. It's, it's, it's the core thing that snarls up our story. But after we rejected God, his next move was motivated by his tremendous love for us. The Bible says God stepped into history in the person of Jesus Christ. He wanted to make a way for it to be possible to find forgiveness and to overcome the sin of our rejecting our maker and his involvement in our lives. This means Christianity, since 
God in the person of Jesus Christ stepped into history, Christianity is rooted in a historical event. And we can investigate the historical person of Jesus Christ and decide for ourselves if he was God as he claimed to be. Christianity hinges on the resurrection that we celebrate today. This, this is the heart of Christianity. You can investigate it for yourself. Many people have. And we'd like to help you. That mentioned the, the guest gift for you if, if you'd like to pick one up, The Case for Easter. It's a book written by Lee Strobel. Uh, he was an investigative reporter for the Chicago Tribune, and he set out, like many have since Jesus died and was raised again, he set out to prove that Jesus' resurrection was a farce. He was a former atheist, and his wife had decided to follow Christ, and he was going to prove to her that she was wrong. That was, a, that was a really bad decision. In the process of trying to disprove the, the resurrection, however, Lee Strobel became a Christ follower. He was convinced. Because the evidence is there. It's a historical event. He went back. He used his skills as an investigative reporter. And he went back and he, he traced the evidence. He weighed the evidence and he decided. He wrote a longer book. Uh, than the case for Easter to detail his investigation called the case for Christ. And then his movie was recently, or his story was recently dramatized in a movie by the same name, the case for Christ. There's a long list of doubters who have been convinced after investigating the historical event of the resurrection, a long list, including one of Jesus' first Followers, Thomas, um, who, get, who somehow got pegged with the, the nickname Doubting Thomas, and I'm, I'm not quite sure. I, I feel for Thomas because he had honest questions. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I just feel a little bit for Thomas there. He's Doubting Thomas. I'm personally not going to refer to him when I get to heaven. And meet Thomas. I'm not, hey, hey, doubting Thomas, how you doing? Not going to do that. But he, he had honest questions about what had gone on. And Jesus always welcomes honest questions about himself. And when he saw Thomas after the resurrection, he answered his questions patiently, kindly. And Thomas ended up giving his life as a Christ follower, because he was convinced. This is, this is what Jesus does. He, he, he will walk with you through your questions, even today. He will help you find the answers to your questions. So this is where your new storyline can begin. It starts when I put my faith in Christ. That's, that's when the story begins again. Here's what Jesus said in John 11:25. I'm the resurrection and the life. Whoever believes in me, though he die, yet he shall live. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Do you believe this? That's the major question this morning that, that we should be aiming to answer. This passage shows why the resurrection is crucial. If Jesus made this statement, and never resurrected, 
This statement would have no power whatsoever. There'd be nothing to it. I'd like to share with you the story at the heart of Christianity. It's, it's, it's very good news, <laughs> the, the, the truth of what God has to say to us in Jesus Christ. Here's a condensed version of what the Bible says is necessary to commit your life as a Christ follower. The Bible says that God loves you and I and all people and wants you to experience abundant or real life. But rather than turning to God, every one of us began to sin going our own way. We rejected God's involvement in our life. We tried to live independent of him, trying to be our own boss. The result of this choice is our separation from God. The Bible says sin has cut us off from knowing God personally. So instead of experiencing the life and freedom God desires for us, people are dead spiritually, cut off from God. That's what it means to be dead spiritually, and actually in bondage to the enemy. To remedy the situation, God sent Jesus Christ, who died on the cross, to pay the penalty for our sin, and he was raised from the dead on the third day. The Bible says that all people without Jesus are destined for hell, But those who repent, those who turn around from going their own way and yield their life to Jesus as boss of their life will become children of God and experience the life and freedom that God desires for them. When you make Jesus the boss of your life, the Lord of your life, your story has a new trajectory. It goes on in this life. And continues in eternity. This is the promise of Easter. This is the promise we're celebrating today. From that moment forward, from the moment that you decide to put your faith in Christ, he writes our new storyline with us. Listen to Hebrews 12.2. Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus is called here the author and perfecter of our faith. If we trust him with our lives, he he will begin to help us write our new story. Our part is to fix our eyes on him. God's proven his amazing love for us by sending Jesus to die on the cross for our sins. To experience his love, we have to take a step of faith to give our lives to him as Lord. Our our sin, our rebellion, our rejection of God's involvement in our life has created a mountain of debt. Just a a mountain of debt because it's, it's right when something is made for it to do what the maker wants it to do. But we rejected God. God wanted us to know him and relate to him and love him back. He loves us. He pours, he pours his love into us. And he wants us to return that love to him. But we haven't. We've rejected it. And we've rejected him. So that decision, that sin has created a mountain of debt between ourselves and God. And, and what's interesting is when you pay a debt, You apply the funds from one account 
to another account. You appropriate those funds. You you take the funds over here and you put them in this account and that pays your debt. God has made it possible for you to apply Jesus' death on the cross to pay for your sins. That's what happened on the cross. That's what God did. He gives us open access to his account. But we have to decide. We have to decide to give our life to follow Christ as Lord. We have to accept his death as payment for our sins. It's not automatic. Can't set it on automatic payment. You just have to decide that Jesus is who he said he is. Accept his payment on the cross for our sins and then decide to live for him. This is an amazing thing. This all flows from God's love for us. And once we trust in Christ, his love motivates us to live for him. And his love highlights the new storyline. It's the highlight of the story that he begins to tell through our lives. 2 Corinthians 5, 14 through 15. For Christ's love compels us because we are convinced that one has died for all and therefore all have died. And he died for all that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and was raised again. If you fix your eyes on Christ, his love motivates you to love your family, your co-workers, your friends, the way that he's loved you, and you tell his story to others as well. <clears throat> his story intersects with yours, and he begins to work with you to tell a whole brand new story. So as we celebrate Jesus' resurrection today, we also celebrate the reality that a new story can be written for our lives. I want to encourage you, let God write a new story for your life. You, you may be here today and you've never turned to God for anything. You may be writing your own story, but it's not the story you want to tell. The good news is it's not too late for a new main character to enter your story, Jesus Christ. It is not too late. I'd like to ask you, if you would, uh, to consider where you're at with the Lord Jesus right now. If you've never decided to follow Jesus, you can invite him into your life. Today you can decide to start a new relationship with Jesus Christ. You can let him lead your life and begin to help you write a new story as you follow him in his ways. If you would, I'd like to ask you to take out your connection card that's in your program that you were handed as you came in today. <clears throat> and there are some next steps on the back of that card. And I'm going to mention them now and walk through them in a, in a few minutes. But uh, I, I'd like you to look at the, the next step. And, and the first step that is mentioned there is, for the first time, I commit my life to Jesus Christ. Now, you may be ready to do that. The next step today could be, I commit my life to follow Christ for the very first time. 
If you're ready to make Jesus your Lord and boss, please check that on the back of that card. We would love to help you with that decision. You, you may have questions. Jesus is okay with that. That's okay. And we want to help. There's a box right below that <clears throat> that says, I would like to meet up with someone who can clarify what it means to commit your life to Christ. They can help you get answers to your questions and walk with you through them. Check that box if you'd like to meet up with someone and, and who can help you with your questions about committing your life to Christ. And then you may just want to receive some more information about committing your life to Christ. Mark that box, and we'll send you some information. Maybe you're already a Christ follower, but realize you need to start fixing your eyes on the author and finisher of our faith, the author and perfecter, the one who's changing us to be more like himself. Maybe you've been fixing your eyes on distractions and fears, and you need to refocus and start investing in your relationship with Jesus. There's some habits that you can choose that will really help you fight the distractions and fix your eyes on Jesus Christ. And when you do that, he will cooperate. He will, he will help you. He will work with you. And you're cooperating with him as he writes the story of your life. First, the first habit is start reading your Bible regularly and letting God speak to you personally. I suggest reading it. Try reading it three times this week if it's a new habit to you. Just just read through it. Ask God to speak to you through his word. Proverbs is a great book to start with in the Bible. Uh, the book of John is another good place to start. But start reading the Bible and letting God speak to you to hear what he has to say to you. Another habit to begin to fix your eyes on Jesus is to pray about your concerns instead of worrying about them. I, I do this all the time. I catch myself, okay, how am I gonna, how am I gonna do this? How am I gonna deal with this? How am I gonna handle this problem? Oh, oh yeah, I can ask God for help. I just did that, I think it was this morning, it seems like a long time ago. <laughs> but you know, I'm like, I'm just, I'm just trying to figure out how am I gonna help this get fixed? How am I gonna deal with this? Oh yeah, God. God, would you help me figure this out? And he will respond. He helps. He gives peace. Pray for God's love to change your attitude toward those around you. Ask the Lord to help you be patient and show kindness to them. And then make a habit of attending church and aim to connect with others in the church regularly. God uses all of these to keep us on track, to help us write a story that we want to tell. This is what God wants. You, you may not be a Christ follower yet, and you need to see more of what the Christian faith is all about. I encourage you to attend regularly. That's one way to, to understand it and to hear what it's all about. You can start maybe serving and investing and getting to know folks. That's, that's a real help to people as, as we move through life. Wherever you are, wherever you're at in relation to God and Jesus Christ today, I encourage you to take your next step. God demonstrated his love for us by sending his son, Jesus Christ, 
so our story could reconnect with him, so it could begin again and take a new trajectory. I want to invite you all back next week to learn more about this. Here's a preview of the series that we're going to be starting, that we're starting today and continuing through the next several weeks. My story, living the story you want to tell. Uh, Part one, I decided to start. That's what I've been doing today. Part two, I decided to stop. This is the way it works. In order to start something, we have to start other, stop other things. So we need to stop some things to start new ones. And so we're going to look at some habits that we need to stop and ways of thinking that we need to let go for next week. Part three, I decided to stay. How do we stay under pressure? rather than bail out when life gets hard. And that decision is crucial, just to stay under the pressure that we're in. And part four, I decided to go. How does our story come alive when we step out on faith into a new territory and out of our comfort zones? That's all part of telling the story that we want to tell, the living life that we want to live. So please come back and invite friends and family that you think that this would be a help for. In a moment, we're going to receive our offering. Please finish filling out the front of the connection card if you haven't yet. And on the back, there are some next steps, as I already mentioned. Decide to start by taking a next step. Here are some suggestions, and I've I've gone over these already. Uh, For the first time, I commit my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to meet up with someone who could help me clarify how to start a relationship with Christ. I'd like to receive information about starting a relationship with Christ. Maybe you wouldn't want to meet with someone, but you'd like some information. And then another step, I will start one of the habits I mentioned. I will start reading the Bible, praying, or attending church so Jesus can help me rewrite my story. And if you're our guest today, we want to be a blessing to you. This is our second week in Ontario. We want to be a blessing to you in this area. So we want to invite you back, and that may be your next step. Come back for the rest of the series and invite friends or family member to come, come with me. Would you pray with me? Father, we thank you for the truth we see in Scripture that really does set us free. And I pray, God, that you would work in us and work through us to help us write the story that we want to tell that would bring honor and glory to you. Those who are here who haven't yet decided to follow you, God, I, I pray that you would you would work in in them and help them get the answers to their questions that they have uh, so that they can find you and give their life to you as well. Lord, we thank you for this day for all that it means. We thank you, Jesus, for the power that you displayed in the resurrection. May you be honored in all things. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen.